Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down. Don't touch that. Stop it. Where's the line? Okay. Are we rolling? We are. Well, welcome. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. A welcome to Hands Off Parents, in case you didn't know. You just stumbled upon this. <laughs> what podcast. is this? 85th episode? What is this, Brandom? <laughs> 85th? I think we're at even 86. Something like that? Wow. Yeah. So old. We are I old. was thinking we're pushing like three years, right? No, 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 no. Two years. Yeah, we're, we're pushing something. Something. But pretty are, soon we will have an anniversary. Are we pushing the envelope? Um, in this episode, I think, yes, we will be pushing an envelope. Let's tell everybody what we're going to talk about this yeah, episode. Yeah, what do you want to talk about today? Um, we're going to talk about a not hot button issue that <laughs> makes nobody upset. No. Um, so you guys heard about, of course you did, unless you're living under a rock, um, the Aziz Ansari allegations. Um, this has been, the Me Too movement has been going on for a few months. We haven't really talked about it here. No, not really. But uh, it's, I'm very tongue tied. I'm already tongue tied. So we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, the reaction to what happened and our own reactions. And then maybe we can figure out a way to tie it to parenting. No, we can definitely tie it to parenting. Talking about consent. Yeah. And how you instill that in your children. Yeah. And just sort of generationally what's going on here. Yeah. Um, so if you did not, I don't think we have to rehash the whole thing. Please but, let's not. Yeah. But. Um, A 22 year old accused Aziz of sexual misconduct. Yes. Or assault. And posted it. It was posted on this website and it was, I don't even know I'll call it a website. We'll I call it a blog. I don't want to call it anything. <laughs> um, and it was, and it's caused a lot interestingly like it's caused so many people to write so many think pieces i've never read so many think pieces literally in my life. i was all i keep thinking is thank god aziz is off the internet he is oh yeah he's he, like i'm not i can't deal with this he's he's been off the grid for a while oh really he got rid of his email address he got wow. rid of his all social media why he does not have it on his phone because he thinks that it's ruins people yeah. i mean he just he, this is a, a thing that he does. Like, so, okay, here's the other thing. I know him. Yes, we should say that. That's the other thing. He wrote a foreword for my book that's coming out. Yeah. Um, he was a very dear friend of my brother's and he um, collaborated with him. They lived very close to one another. He has been extremely kind to my family um, yes. and to me. Now, having said that, I have been in the same room with this guy maybe five times. Really? You know? Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, we haven't shared a ton of like, well, probably a little bit more. But like, he's not a bestie. Right. I would call him an acquaintance with whom I have a very shared love of a certain individual. Right, right, right. Um, but a lot of people were accusing me when I was talking about it, like, how dare you defend your friend? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, and and I'm able to remove myself from him in some sort of, like, personal, emotional way. It's you not, think so? Absolutely. You, yeah. Absolutely. Like. Because I think that's a hard position to be in. I, I definitely, um, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I think that I would have read the piece the same way I had. Yeah. But I think I was more willing to be vocal about it because 
I had more skin in the game in that way. Yes, that makes sense. Um, But like my impression of him like as a human being is that he he is a little awkward. He's an awkward dude. Like Mm -hmm. he's not, you know, um, I remember the first time I met him years ago was at a comedy show that Harris was doing. And afterwards backstage, everyone's like going crazy and da da da. He's like sitting there by himself eating a yogurt, Hmm. you know, like he's just like very, he's shy. He's not, um, he's not an aggressive person. He's, he's about two feet tall. Yeah. I mean, he's just a a small man. He's, he's socially sort of not the guy that's going to be the loudest one in the room. Um, I saw him perform probably, uh, I want, I think I might say close to 20 years ago. What? Yeah. Maybe like 17 years ago at uh, UCB. Wow. Um, It must have been like the first day he ever performed. Yeah. He, he, I mean, there was nobody there. He's 34. He could have been that. It could have been that. I mean, I, maybe that's crazy. That's crazy. But I'll say 13 years ago. Let's say 13 years ago. That sounds fair. Yeah. And he did a whole, it was like a thing called like a season. Sorry. Punches a wall. Hmm. And it was all about him punching a wall. Interesting. It was funny-ish. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but it wasn't hilarious. And then when he blew up, I was like, that guy? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But he's very funny. Very I mean, funny. he's super funny. Anyway, the, I just had that memory. I totally forgot that that happened. And, and, and my experience of him is that he's a nice dude. He seems like one. And he makes himself out to be one, which is something we can get to that in a minute. But I think that's a huge part of why this had such a huge ripple effect. Yes. Like he sent us a churro cake once. That's so nice. In the mail. Sounds delicious. You know, like he just, um, and he's been super sweet to your mom. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, he's been great. Now here's the thing. Everyone's like, well, that's why he's a devil because he calls him. He, he is a feminist. That's what he's built his comedy on. I would disagree with that. Yeah. He has built his comedy on being an immigrant child, on being brown, yeah. on being, you know, like... Punching walls. <laughs> punching walls. Which is aggressive. Uh, that's right. So obviously he did assault her. <laughs> um, yeah. And and being... I mean, I feel like for a little while, though, he's gotten away from it, which I'm glad. Like, he, he had, like, this, like, name-dropping kind of comedy going on where he's con- talking about, like, Jay-Z a lot and, like... Which was fine. I mean... I saw Jay-Z one time at a Fish concert, and I'll tell anybody who will listen about it. I, I would do. I will also name drop Beyonce 700 times I, a week. That's very true. You know I do. <laughs> you do. You talk about her all So the time. I'm basically the same person as him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think his comedy is all, at all based on being a feminist. And even his show, which is about like lo- love in the 21st century or whatever, mm-hmm. he there's certain times where he's like, doesn't make himself out to look like the greatest guy purposefully. I mean, he right. makes himself out to look like a human being. Sure. And I think that's what's going on here. Yeah. Is that people have put him on a pedestal. Yes. And what we're realizing is, oh, wait a minute. He's just like any other dude. Yeah. He wants to get laid. Yes. That's his, mo- his motivation in this situation was, I want to get laid by this child. This young girl. Yes. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to call her a child. Like, I feel like it is very condescending, but my impression of being 22 is that you are a a young you don't know you don't know things there's a lot of things yes 
and and what I what I had said that I'm now like really getting dragged to the dirt about by by a lot of you know young feminists is that um, when I was 22, I left several situations feeling like a trash can. Yeah, <laughs> like oh wait a minute, that felt terrible. I compromised every single boundary I have. Why didn't I speak up? What's wrong with me? Yep. That made me feel shitty. That made me feel like a slut. That made me feel blah, blah, blah. Next time that happens, I'm not going to do that. I wrote a play about it in college that I called slut. <laughs> 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 that I was like, it was all about like your boundaries and, and feeling bad about yourself after the fact. Not that I was one. I mean, <laughs> I just said that for my mother-in-law's sake. I'm sure you were. <laughs> I'm sure I was too. <laughs> Um, but this is like every guy, it's like, you know, maybe with the exception of my husband, because he's just a very tender fellow, but like every guy has done this to a woman. I think so. Even if you think you haven't. Yes. You have. Surely you think that you haven't. And that's probably a huge part of the problem. And, and the thing that a lot of people are saying is like, well, just because it happened to you doesn't mean that that's right. So. I agree with this on some senses because I think that some of like first wave feminists that are talking about this where it's like we burned our bras and we fought and we were, I read a piece about agency that I thought was interesting and I don't remember who wrote it, but about like how you, you need to have some agency and this one was older and she said, that's what it was all about. That's what feminism is about, is about taking, you know, being a strong person and in this situation, this woman wasn't being very strong and she should have been strong. Um, so I think that's one end of it. And then the other end of it is like, well, do we have to normalize that? Like, is that his behavior? Like, should we just be like, well, she should have got out of there. That's her fault. Because then that's normalizing his behavior, which is yeah. what we've been doing for so many years. And now it's coming out that like, we shouldn't be doing that because yeah, it's it's scary and aggressive and all the other things. But this is not Harvey Weinstein. No, it's not. It's not even workplace related. No. It's not about a guy who had power over a woman to either make or break her, which is like sort of what the me, not sort of, that is what the Me Too movement it's is. It's a big it's part like of it. You have, you know, and I guess he has power in the situation because he is a celebrity. Yeah. And he probably is not acknowledging that that is a power that dynamic that she probably fed into. Wow. So cool. As he's in sorry, he's famous. And yes, yes. And wow. He wants to go out with me and he took me to a fancy dinner and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's definitely, yes, he has a role to play there, but here's where the dissonance comes in is that when I read that piece, before I'd read any commentary about it, of which there has been just like the most tremendous amount of commentary, I was like, this feels weird. This doesn't feel like the other pieces that I've read. No. It feels like, um, like clickbait. It feels like, um, it doesn't feel like assault to me. It doesn't feel, it feels like she didn't speak up for herself. And this is what a lot of, young feminists are saying is that that's not, that's an outdated model of consent that now consent is yes means yes. That no means no is, um, patriarchal and it's outdated. And, um, you know, when I read that story, I'm like, 
uh, if you knew you were being rushed through dinner, then get a cab and go home. Yeah. Like, don't go back to his apartment. You had the wherewithal to know that he was rushing you through dinner so he could go take you home and do things to your body. So why did you go? I agree. I, I And this is the part I keep getting hung up on. But apparently that's victim blaming. I mean, it, I don't know if it is or if it isn't, but because but, I agree with you. So I think it's hard for us to put ourselves into her position. But I also think that it's a young thing. I really do. And I hate saying that. And in some respects, it's I it, maybe it's a generational thing. And we've talked about generational behavior many times on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more just not being experienced. Yeah. And when you're, it's fine. You're 22. You're not experienced. I Yes. Like none of us were no. at 22. No. You make so many mistakes. But like you said, those are the, that that's the life lessons. Like you need to make those mistakes. And thank God. It was with a guy who didn't rape you because yes. that's an awful, horrible mistake to have to live through. And I don't mean a, a mistake is not the right word, but situation yes. to have yes. to live through. Yes. Right. Like, Event. so now you learned this lesson, man, I'm not going home with a guy again. Nope. And all the other guys miss out. He ruined it for them, but that's good because that's a valuable lesson to learn. Yeah. Does that make us jerks to say? I, I'm not sure. Uh, yes. Yes. Apparently it does. it does. Yes. And like there are people that are not speaking to me now. Like literally not speaking to me. And I also have a fucking problem with that because we should be able to express our opinions. Yes. This is the other thing that's like it's like sort of walking this fine line where like because I'm, you know, disagreeing with this one thing. That that kicks me out of the club or something. I'm reading a book about this right now. It's like the public has gone bonkers. We can't have a conversation anymore. And I think that's a huge part of the issue is that people don't communicate face to face. So maybe she thought her mumbling, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, was saying something and he did not think it was saying something because nobody knows how to talk to each other. Um, which I, a lot of, I think is because of social media and digital communications. But I also think it's because of the way we think about sex and the way we talk about sex. And I read one piece that I think your husband posted that was great. That was like, you learn this shit on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you watch these guys mm-hmm. and they're aggressive and like the woman, they say no, but they love it. Like, surely you think that that's the way you're supposed to act. And this goes back to like my impression of this particular man who we're talking about. Like, because he's this sort of mild mannered, timid guy, I would assume he would like watch porn and be like, oh, I need to be like that. Yeah. Like, women like a man to be aggressive. Yeah. But apparently now you're supposed to not, you're supposed to check in before you do anything. Right. So this is that, this consensual yes means yes. And my deal with that is, okay, that's nice and very utopian. It actually doesn't sound nice to me. It sounds like a real mood killer to me. But, like, I think the idea is, like, it's, you know, well, you better that than you risk raping somebody, you know, or assaulting them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But like, okay, for example, this is what I'm comparing it to. When I was 15, I had this like really woo-woo acting teacher and she taught us um, 
conflict resolution. Okay. And so, you know, conflict resolution, how you're supposed to say, when you poop on my floor, it makes me feel disrespected. Yeah. Instead of saying, you are rude and you're a floor pooper. And instead of blaming mm. and you, you, you messages, you use I messages. Right. And then the other person is supposed to hear you. And they're supposed to say, I hear you saying that when, when I poop on your floor, you feel disrespected. This yeah. could go for any two-year-old. Um, and then I say, yes, I feel heard. We can continue. Yes. Now that is a wonderful way to talk if both parties understand that form of communication. Yeah. But in order to have a conversation like that, both parties have to really know how to talk like that. Yeah. So like this is basically saying that everybody in the society is going to know how to use this yes means yes model. It's like a a huge cultural shift. Right. Is this something that we should be teaching our kids? This is what I want to know. Like and there was a there was a really good I'm going to pull up my Facebook page because I had posted this and there was a conversation about okay I'm raising boys what am I supposed to yeah, do? I would like to know. Um so I think this is where it ties into parenting because mm-hmm. this has to start now. If we're if we're teaching the wrong model, yeah. If if we're, you know, we already are teaching the wrong model. Right. And this is the other thing. I understand that progress is made because of the young. Mm-hmm. Like we're already kind of like out of the game. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I am an old person now being like, Mah. yeah, you know, and the young, people are, like, yourself. young people are like, you suck yeah. and it needs to change. And the way you're doing it is wrong. Like, this is why we now are able to like vote and not have racism <laughs> because like Somewhat. young people step up and make change. Yeah. So in that respect, I'm delighted that this is happening. Yeah. It's just a very contentious, it just feels so um, witch, witch hunty to me. It feels very McCarthyism. It feels very like Salem witch trials. It's this weird. And there's something that my fear is, I agree with you. I I agree with that. There's the, like, there's this puritanical component to it that I that is frightening to me like are we going to start sleeping in separate beds again and pulling them apart and that like that aspect to it like if we're not allowed to say sex is just fun sometimes and it's spontaneous and it's cool it's fine and sometimes it's really bad and who cares and like that's that's reality as opposed to what we sell girls to guys and then they hold their wives' hands while the guy has sex with the girl. And I was trying to describe the, I forgot the book. <laughs> <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yes. Like that's that. I mean, and then, and, and we're already headed in this, I don't want to get into religion, but we're already headed in this direction, right? And young people don't seem to be wanting to go in this direction, but this is the reaction. Everything is a reaction to a reaction, right? So we're reacting to our parents. Then now these younger people are reacting to us and sort of the older version of us. And then it's just all going to go back and forth. The pendulum just keeps swimming back and forth. Yeah. I mean, well, and somebody was like, well, 
how many married women do you think have sex with their husbands and they don't feel like it? Like, is that rape? I was going to say, like, if I have to say yes, people have to say yes. Like, it's never going to happen. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to get my consent. <laughs> no. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's like a, and then when you put a one night stand into the mix or a first sexual encounter, like you were joking before we started, that's always terrible. Yes. They're bad. They're bad. They're all bad. The movies have lied to us. Uh, they have. And maybe that's a part of it. Okay, so this is what this woman said. Um, She said, I'm interested in how I teach my boys about consent when I come from a no means no mindset. I don't want to send them into the world guided by my outdated norms. So this woman, and I think that's like a really... Yeah, it's a good question. So somebody responded, it's a switch from no means no to yes means yes. It's about changing the mindset from your partner having to stop you from doing something to to your getting their buy-in before you do it. But that requires both men and women and everyone else on the gender spectrum to learn how to embrace and own their desire equally with their agency. Yes. And women are taught still that you're not supposed to want this. So then this woman says, so practically speaking, what does this look like? Yeah. And he said, here's the frank answer. It's about dirty talk. I'd like to go down on you. You want that? Want me to go down on you? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm going down on you. Like this? How about this? Okay, <laughs> that makes my skin crawl. Yes. <laughs> I, I am not, I don't, please do not talk to me no. during the act because I will laugh and it will all be over. Yeah. I cannot, I mean, that would make me so uncomfortable. That would make me very uncomfortable. And then Just he me said. uncomfortable <laughs> listening to you say it. And then here's his response. Put an X on this episode. And if they're not mature enough to have that open conversation as sex is happening, they're not mature enough to be having sex. So I guess I'm not mature enough to have sex. <laughs> Give the baby back. <laughs> I, I cannot, I can't see young, any young people I know, and I know many of them, being like this. I mean, like having, having that conversation. Well, and she said... I did somehow get in, in my mind that some women view being asked permission before moving on to the next step as a turnoff. Yes. I don't believe I've ever heard an actual woman express this, but I do think this idea has been reinforced on television and in movies. I'm wondering if women who find this a turnoff actually exist. Yeah. Yes. I think it's a turnoff. I don't want to talk about anything. But I also, okay, but let's, so let's say you're out on a date, you go home with somebody and they say, is it okay? I, I would love to make out or something like that. Would that, that'd be fine, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is it too much if I do X or should I do this? Apparently there's an app now. No, there where is you, not. It's a consent app where you have to sign a contract. Shut your face before off. Before a one night stand. Are you kidding me? I'm not. What? That is an episode of Black Mirror. That is so, so dumb. So this is the other thing that, that all this has sort of brought yes. up is this idea of like trigger warnings and this sort of um, sensitivity to things that are that are um, distasteful or ugly or worrisome or dark, whatever. And I, we, there's a, an episode of Black Mirror recently that I recommend all parents watch that I'm not really giving the plot away. This happens in the first five minutes, but the, the mother who's played by Res- Rosemary DeWitt, who I deeply enjoy as an actor implants a um, chip in her, in her three-year-old's head where she's able to 
off of an iPad, see what her daughter sees and monitor her blood response, her, her fear response, her adrenal response to, um, anything that feels scary to her. So if she sees a dog barking and it freaks her out, she can blur that. She can blur that image for her daughter. So the kid doesn't have to see blood or sex or anything, anything that would upset her. Right. And this, this, this trigger warning thing that I'm hearing from a lot of people, like before you talk about this, make sure you add a trigger warning. This is another area where I feel like an old maid. Cause I'm like, um, honey, life is a trigger warning. Yes. Like the more terrible things that happen to you, first of all, I don't know what your triggers are. You could be triggered by the color green. Yes. How do you know what someone else's trigger is? I don't know. And we've, we've dealt with this a lot in school. Um, because it was, it, it's been a big conversation in, in colleges and universities. And I, I don't want to dismiss anybody's feelings I, as a human being. I don't want to dismiss anybody's feelings. I think everybody has the right to feel the way that they want to feel. And that's genuine. My feelings are genuine, whether I agree or you agree or whatever. But how do you contend with every single person's feelings about anything in the whole world that could upset them? I don't know. So I don't, I don't, as a professor, like, I don't know how to deal, like, I don't know what to do. I've taken to when I think something is going to be potentially offensive or upsetting or something, I say, this might, this might look crazy or this might be gross or this might be like warning. There's like, we watched this video about like making parchment and they kill animals and skin them for parchment paper because that's how they used to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just a warning. This is nasty. They're killing animals for paper. So, <laughs> that's really mature just to say it like that. But that's as far as I think that I can go. And on social media, I don't like I saw people posting about this saying like trigger warning. This is a, like that's what this fucking conversation is about. It's about consensual or non-consensual sex. That's so don't read it then. That's the post. That's what it's about. I literally said in my post, I was like, I'm going to talk about the sexual misconduct allegations against Aziz Ansari. And somebody was like, please put a trigger warning on this. I'm like, that is the trigger warning. That's the fucking trigger warning. <laughs> yes. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It really makes me feel like we're like, you know, like I want to think about like my grandparents who like came over from Russia in a boat and then like lived through the Great Depression. I'm like, they were tough bitches. Yeah. I feel like we're tough bitches now. I'm like, now I'm dealing with like, you know, young women who are like, this is too much for me. Yeah. No, my grandma, when we were, my sisters was talking with her about this me too thing. My grandma was like, eh. <laughs> you walked, worked in an office. You got slapped in the ass. Literally. My mom was like, oh yeah, I got terribly uh, harassed for like a decade yeah. by a boss. Nobody cares. <laughs> Over 50, nobody cares. Oh, and these I women, mean, not these, nobody, I take that back. These yes. women who are like in their 60s, my yeah. mom's age, they're like, can somebody go take this little girl out and shoot her? <laughs> like, literally, they're like, well, but no, what they're saying is you get up on your own two feet and you walk the fuck out the door. Out? Yeah, which is what we were saying. Like, that, that's what. And, that, and that's what the Caitlin Flanagan piece was that a lot of people are pissed out about. Yes. off about. She wrote this piece in The Atlantic where she was going. I didn't love that piece. That was really condescending. You know, but when you're 50 or 60 yes. years old, like, you're like, 
you're kind of allowed to be. Yeah. You know, like you're sort of staring down the barrel of like your life experience and you're like, listen, I was taught in my day, you have cab money, you, you know how to put up a fight, you know how to scream, you expect that they're going to rape you and you, and you fucking take care of yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Which it's like, again, is that normalizing? Like, is that cool? Should we be okay with that behavior? I don't think we should. And that's what this enthusiastic consent model is about. Yes. Yes. That we're making space for women to have pleasure and, you know, like there's affirmative consent, which is yes means yes. And then there's apparently enthusiastic consent, which is that it's not just yes means yes. It's yes means yes. Like, hell yes. Like both parties are like having a great time equally. But if just, I'm just like kind of consent, not ex- enthusiastic consent. Does that mean like stop? Like if someone's like, yeah, you like this and you're like, eh, kind it's of. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't, just, I don't just like finish. it. It's not the best I've had, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I'm already sort of halfway there. So just, just, just get it done. Going. Just keep it going. That's the most enthusiastic I can be. <laughs> That's most, it. Most of my, anything in my life. Especially a parent. Yeah. Who has, oh God. I mean, who has room for this? Can it, You know what? If you ask me every step of the way how it's going, it's, it's going to take Double the amount of time. And I have four minutes. <laughs> I have three minutes and 32 seconds. So get it Before done. this episode of Dora is over. Go fast. Yes. Faster. Not because I like it, but just finish it up. <laughs> I'm getting texts right now. I'm literally answering an email. <laughs> so if you could wrap it up. I mean that we're dealing out, you know, yes, it's like another we're being silly. Um, but moms are like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I think people are sensitive. I think it's good. I think the. I think it's good. I think because our kids I think are going to be better off. It'll come back. Yeah, and I think our kids are going to be better off than we when we are. Yes. So I think we should sort of talk for a few minutes before we end about how we should be talking to our kids about sex. So I don't, I don't, I'll just say this. My husband is the most polite person I've ever met in my life that I've ever dated in my life. Like asked friends if it was okay to ask me out on a date, like, because would that put them in an awkward position? Like he's that polite. And I said, so what, what did your mom instill in you to make you so polite? And he said, I don't, I can't really say, like, I don't really know. It just always was a part of me. My husband was raised by a single mom, her mother, her sister, and her aunt were all around him all the time. And his father's, I mean, his father was around for a while, but, and he was very close with his dad's mother, Mm -hmm. all women. I think that's a huge part of it. Like when you grow up respecting women because they're human beings, Mm -hmm. You, you probably take that with you into the world. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's so funny. Like Mike and I are like, keep crying to tears because when we were on the airplane recently, he apologized to a chair. Like he <laughs> kicked the chair and he was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I need you to digest the fact that you just apologized to a chair. That's like hilarious. so nice. Yeah. You know, to a fault, to a fault. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think I certainly try to, um, talk to Iris about 
the fact that nobody's allowed to touch her body. Yeah. I say that often and I make her repeat it, you know, no, you know, and I, we, we name the body parts, what they are. The other day she laid back and she said, pointed to her vagina and she said, this is bothering me. This thing is bothering me. What is this? I said, that is your labia. <laughs> that is what that's called. Well, wh- why is it there? All women have it. It's different on everybody, but like we all kind of have that part. It's normal. I'm sorry that it's bothering you, yeah. but it's, you know, and then I sat and then she said, she pointed to her clitoris. <laughs> She's like, what is this? I was like, that is your clitoris. I'm glad you know this. Cause I don't think I do. <laughs> oh, I could draw you a diagram. <laughs> Please do. Not of your daughter. Though, um, no, that would be very weird. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm trying to actively, yeah. you know, lay, and, and she'll, she talks about her vagina and she talks about her body parts. And then she made me show her like five YouTube videos on how milk comes out of boobs. Oh, you know, nice. so we watched yeah. those. Um, but I'm trying to be open about that. Yeah. I don't remember literally my mom, like she, <laughs> my grandmother used to call it a do lolly, a do lolly. Okay. And I remember when I was a kid, my mom would call it a do lolly. And, and my mom, even still, she calls Iris's, you know, vagina, her vagini. Right. And, and I've heard you're not supposed to use cute names. No. You're supposed then to it, use anatomically correct yes. names. Yes. And she'll talk about penises. She'll, you know, and we'll, we'll use those terms and I'll talk about her brother's going to have a penis. Um, and I'll say, you know, nobody is ever allowed to touch your vagina ever unless it is your mommy or your daddy, um, or, you know, your grandma, but nobody is allowed to touch you there unless you say it's okay. Right. And. That's a really, I think that's a good lesson. Weird conversation yeah. to have with a three-year-old. That's a good lesson. But we were talking before we started yeah. about sleepovers. Like, I'm afraid for my kid to go to a sleepover because you hear horrible stories about people who are molested by older brothers or yeah. older parents or whatever. Um, but, but I am curious about this, you know, yes means yes model. And I said to this woman on Twitter who was like calling me out like, um... People are really mad at you. Oh, God. People get mad at me. Yeah. People, I, I mean, it's my fault. I should just keep my stupid mouth shut. That's I fine. have like a genetic flaw. This is a good conversation. Well, this is what I said. Like, you know, she's like, okay, you, you, you are, you're telling me that you want to learn about this, but then you're liking comments where people are saying this. And I, I literally said, hey, slow down, lady. Like, do you know when I, yearned, I learned about yes means yes? Yesterday. Yesterday. Before yesterday, I had no idea. I had never heard of it. Ever. So I can acknowledge that like I have an outdated understanding of consent. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm like on your side now. Right. But it's, but, but I'm learning. You're open to learning about it. I'm learning about it. And I want to prepare my children. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't, we haven't obviously talked about any of this yet with our boys, but I think being respectful is something that I'm going to try and make sure that they are. But but I already feel like I've messed things up. I mean, like how Jack's little girlfriend is so cute and we call her. She's so cute. Oh, we don't really call her. But he says, like, I'm going to marry her and stuff like that. I'm like, am I supposed to stop that? You can only marry her if she's OK with you marrying her. No, but I think that you say, like, I think you would phrase it. For example, if he comes in, if a boy comes and hugs, yes, Iris, and we say that too. You could yeah. say, "Can ask her if that's okay yeah. that you hug her." If you want to hug, if sometimes you don't want to have a hug, and that's okay. And I think that's where you start. Yeah, 
like we've had those conversations so then you have yeah you yeah. think you haven't but you have i guess so but it's only the boys that hug each other in their- uh no my child she hugs. hugs yeah she hugs the boys constantly but in their class like the boys are really huggy which is and i think fine. you mind i think you say you know when I was when I started my period, I was like ten years old, and you know what? Mm. My parents never talked to me about sex. Never, never. And I think that you start the conversation really young. Yeah, I and think it's worth. Ta- t- I think you're right. No, I think you start it young, and you normalize it, and you normalize it because we don't normalize it. And you say you're going to want to do these things. Your body's going to want you to do yeah. these things, and you need to know that, like, if somebody is being nonverbal with you, if somebody is, you know, that doesn't mean that they're okay with it. Yep. You know, you need to make sure that you're checking in all the time. And for my girl, I need to say, you have the right to say no, to say no, but you also have the right to say yes. Yes. So I think it's about this whole, like, I think it goes back to this, this idea that women have been conditioned to not respect their own pleasure. Yes. And it's like boys, men's boys, you go get a, here, hand, hand him a playboy and a condom girls like don't you dare you're not allowed to do that literally when we used to have christmas in my house we would have stockings when harris was like 10 my dad would put playboys in his stocking not in mine no and the letters from santa the funny letters from santa that we were that we would get harris have sex stephanie do not have sex yeah and i was three years older than him like yeah you know, we, we were taught, like, boys are allowed to be sexual and girls are not. Yeah. I definitely picked up on that message. Oh, def- definitely. I mean, we were all girls. But, I mean, they're, uh, the running jokes, you know, don't meet your father. He's going to be sitting there with a shotgun. Yep. Like, yep. if anybody dates my daughters, blah, blah, blah. I, and that's the ba- a bad way to go about it. I know. And even, like, talking about it now, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Our model is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. No wonder we're all like scared of it, not allowed to talk about it. And that we read the story and we're like, uh, whatever, yeah. next. Yeah. Like, oh, I call that a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened to you? Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the sisterhood. Which I guess is kind of me too, what the me too thing is. But that's what I want to say. Like, yeah, me too have been on that crappy date. A bunch of times. Yeah. That cat person story that everybody like went bonkers over in the New Yorker. I don't think I read that. How on earth did you miss this? No. It's this viral, it was this viral short story that like everybody was talking about. And in it, a young woman is like having this like relationship with a guy who's in his 30s and he does not give a shit about whether or not she's enjoying anything. Mm -hmm. And it's not assault, but it's, it's not for her pleasure. Uh Uh-huh. And it basically was the Grace Aziz story. It was. In fictional form. Huh. It was like, and when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, I've been on that date. Yes. I get that. So, I mean, I guess the idea is that we're supposed to not have these kind of interactions anymore where you leave feeling shameful. Which, in one way, sounds lovely. It sounds nice to leave and being like, that was great. Or I left before it got bad. But then how do you know it's bad? Like, unless you feel bad, you don't know what's good. I mean, I, I could not agree with that more. Yeah. I could not agree with that more. <laughs> I mean, just in general in life, right? The reason that when I found my husband, it took me six months to move in with him and then six yeah. more months to get engaged is because I knew bad. Yeah. Here too. A hundred percent. I was like, 
literally after the first 48 hours, yes. I was like, I'm marrying this guy. Yeah. Here too. Because I have kissed so many frogs. No, I have just, they don't turn just into been, princes. Never. I have, I have just met so many shitty men. That is the norm. Yeah. And is that okay? No, it's not. Is that going to change ever? No. Well, this apparently is, this is what the movement is. It's not going to change. I swear to you people listening. This is what people are saying needs you, to change. I think that this, I think this Me Too thing is amazing because it is bringing it to light. That guys who didn't think that they were dicks might think again. Like, oh shoot, maybe I was a jerk. Maybe I did something wrong. And maybe this story will bring that some of that to light too to a guy who was like, I have been there. Yeah, that was just a bad date. Oh, wait. Was I it guess, my fault right, that right. was a bad date? Yeah. So in some respects, maybe this will be helpful yeah. to some people. But those people have to be, those men have to be somewhat enlightened. Woke. In general. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Cause, I mean, like, I'm sure Mike has thought and said, and, and Rob too, like, man, was I ever bad like that? And what Mike was saying was like, I have felt like that woman before. <laughs> He was like, he was like, he's like, why are your fingers in my mouth right now, Stephanie? <laughs> just I mean, trying to talk to you. He's with a very, a very aggressive woman. But like, he was like, it's not just women who have felt pressured. Like, I'm sure. When you're in the act, like, you know, if you're a person who don't, who doesn't want to disappoint or hurt somebody's feelings, which we're both married to, like, yeah. I'm sure they've felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, and Mike, you know, like, I'm sure he's been forced. I, I don't know. Has he been? It, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, you were like, I'm marrying you after 48 <laughs> hours. <laughs> she kind of forced him into it. <laughs> I know. And every day of his life, he lives to regret it. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, it's not black or white. I think that's the key takeaway. But this is, but the, what everybody keeps telling me is it, it is, is black, black and white. white and it's not. And I just don't believe it is. And it's like, this is the thing I'm thinking. Racists are like, this is the way it is. And I'm like, are we a version oh. of being culturally conditioned Maybe. in this way that we're like, no, it is black and white. And these younger people are like, you are sick. Like you have a problem. I wonder, I didn't even think about that because I just thought I was right. But that is, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing. Me? I mean, cause my whole thing was like, there is a gray area here. Yeah. It, people like different things. This There is a spectrum. Some and people like getting hit in red rooms, apparently. And these women are like, nope. Those are all the women who like getting hit in red rooms. They like reading about it. Please do not ever fucking hit me. <laughs> I won't. Ever. I don't know. Let's let's get your thoughts on this. Let's take it to the phone lines. Yeah. <laughs> let's take it to the social networks because we've never done that before. <laughs> and that's so helpful in this situation. Yeah. I think... I think our our the way we can wrap this up right now is it's all hard mm -hmm. and it's hard to be in this situation watching this situation and also trying to be a parent and say well what how do i stop this situation because i'm sure aziz and sari's parents read this and were like uh that wasn't cool yeah that's not the son that i raised right he should have known better yeah um but then also we're like, my son's a nice guy. Why would she say this about him? Like, you nobody won. 
in this situation at all. No. This it's anonymous woman didn't win. It's a lot of losers. He didn't win. You didn't win. The stupid reporter who wrote it certainly didn't win. She lost ev- all She's things. lost all things. Yeah. Everything for the rest of her life, which I'm very glad about. Yeah. Um, all right. We are going to wrap it up. Um, would Thanks love to hear your, your thoughts yeah. on this. I hope people weigh in on this. And um, Just nicely. I can't take this form of rejection stop like abusing stephanie, stephanie loves the I, loves the abuse clearly i like to be smacked around yeah on so the internet the yes means not yes. in person <laughs> <laughs> on the internet only all right see you next week bye bye you can follow hands off parents on twitter at hands off parents or you can always send us an email at hands off parents at gmail.com or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands off parents is Steph and Abby. Mail camp.